here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to Gambling with Gold NFL Week 18 betting preview. Last week of the NFL regular season, we are ready to jump into it. We are going to talk about NFL award season, NFL playoff predictions. We're going to put together a parlay for Saturday, a parlay for Sunday, and then we were going to talk about the Lions and the Packers for the last spot in the NFC. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls. Let's jump right into it. Steph, how are you doing on this Thursday before the last week of the NFL season? We're doing good. PGA starts back up today, so I can have that to look forward to. It's a little gloomy out, but I can't believe we're already at week 18. It's it's a little bit of a meaningless week for some games, which makes it interesting here. Uh, before we start, obviously, we'd like to send our thoughts and prayers to Tamar Hamlin and the entire Buffalo Bills organization and his family. Seems like he made some great progress overnight on Wednesday night in Cincinnati. We were all hoping that he pulls through, and then football can get back to normal at some point. But until then, you are in our thoughts, and we will be thinking about you for the entire show. All right, let's jump right into it. NFL award season, award predictions. Steph, why don't we start off with MVP? Is this even a discussion? Do we even need to have it? It's Mahomes. He's minus 750. Who would be your second choice right now? Because the odds suggest that Joe Burrow plus 750 or Josh Allen plus 1,000 would be second. Obviously, we didn't get to see the Monday night duel between the two of those. Um, is there anyone else that should really be in contention here? Should Jalen Hurts be in the conversation? I don't think so. I actually did sprinkle a little bit on Josh Allen because I thought that there was a little bit of value left on that plus 1,000. But outside of him and Mahomes, I mean, it's Mahomes' award. Like, I, don't, I, I can't see in what world he doesn't win it. I'm with you 100%. And I'm actually surprised after just two games that Jalen Hurts has fallen all the way to plus 1,200. It almost suggests that him being the favorite wasn't all that strong to begin with. It's not like Mahomes has been on this crazy tear the last two games that would have separated him. I just think that he was ahead the entire time, and the odds just did not reflect what was actually happening in the real world. But I would be surprised if Hurts, he's plus 1,200 right now, so he's fourth in the odds. I still think he's going to finish second. Like this Eagles team, yeah. you saw what they were last week against the Saints with Gardner Minshew. They've lost two straight without Hurts. To me, I think it only helps this case that they've lost two straight without him. I don't know why his odds have jumped down so much from being a minus 130 favorite to plus 1,200. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm try, I tried to figure out why that would be the situation. I just, The only thing is that they don't want him to win this award. And it might just be that he might be playing at the MVP like level, but he just doesn't win. We've seen it happen in the past. Um, but, yeah, it seems like the, they really want Mahomes to be the winner of this award. I think the Mahomes well-deserved winner, but I'm a little surprised that Hurts is so down. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's go over to – I want to talk about Coach of the Year because this is, to me, mm-hmm. the most interesting battle left on the board. Here are the live odds right now at DraftKings. Nick Sirianni plus 150, Kyle Shanahan plus 200. Brian Dayball, plus 300, and then Doug Peterson at plus 1,000. I think that we can rule out any of those guys. I'm sure that there will be some sort of conversation about having Zach Taylor or Sean McDermott. Both teams are having great seasons. And the way that they handled themselves on Monday Night Football with such class, I think, was worthy of having them in this conversation. But 
given the way that this award is usually given out, I do think this comes down to Sirianni, Shanahan, or Dayball. And I'm actually surprised that Sirianni is a plus 150 favorite. This, the last two weeks have proved that this was more about Hurts than it was about Sirianni. Yes, yeah. he's doing a great job. But to me, this is a battle between Kyle Shanahan and, and uh, big cock Brock Purdy and Brian Dayball and what he's done with these New York Giants. That's where I would want to put my money on the plus 200, the plus 300. Where are you? Yeah, I didn't take a lot of notes. I knew that we'd talk about this. The only note I took was I'm going to lose my shit. Like, I'm genuinely, <laughs> like, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. I don't know why Sirianni is still the favorite. I I think you have seen Jalen Hurts was very much like a very big piece of the success that he had. Sirianni has everything. He has a perfect platter for him. His roster is beautiful. Um, I think that the debate lies between Shanahan and Dable. Can, can Doug Peterson maybe make a push? I think that the books want you to feel that way, and I think it's a feel-good story. Um, I don't think that's realistic. We don't know if they're even going to make it to the playoffs. We probably wouldn't be having this conversation in a week if that is the case. So um, in my unbiased opinion, I think that Brian Dable has done, like he has taken this team and totally flipped them um into a playoff level team and they have not been able to say that for many many years i heard some ridiculous stat they haven't been over they haven't been a 500 team in five years like not even at any point in a season like he, what he has done and how he's able to bring the best out of each of these players is unbelievable um shanahan also like purdy is the re probably the reason for that um, so it just depends how it, how it ends up falling. Yeah, I think that Dayball's done a better job as a team game manager and getting the mm -hmm. most out of literally squeezing out every last ounce <laughs> to get what he got out of the New York Giants this season. That, there's no world – you can play the season 100 times. There's no world in which he gets, again, nine wins and potentially ten wins out of right. this team. It, it is simply an unbelievable job. However – I'm, I think that I'm going to lean towards Shanahan here at the plus 200. Mm -hmm. What he's done with Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. The guy looks better than Jimmy G. He's done it with three different quarterbacks this year, and there's a legitimate shot that they get the one seed. I think this is the year that Kyle Shanahan gets the flowers that he's deserved for so many years as being the offensive innovator that he is. But I think that both him and Dayball are more than deserving of this award. Sirianni, our answer fade him at plus 150 yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm out i'm out on that one there are three awards that are currently off the board obviously because they're going to be like minus 2500 so let's just mention them to get them out of the way <laughs> offensive player of the year is going to be justin jefferson yes. that's a lock defensive player of the year is going to be uh, nick bosa i keep wanting to say joey bosa but nick bosa in san francisco has been absolutely dominant he will win that award and then defensive rookie of the year will be sauce gardner that's off the board no chance you saw what he did last week. Uh, he's a special, special guy. Um, so, no shock. Good job for the Jets. Um, what a great draft class that they had. Speaking of yeah. which, let's get over to offensive player, offensive rookie of yeah. the year, which is one of the more intriguing awards. Right now, the odds at DraftKings, Kenneth Walker, minus 130, Garrett Wilson. Again, the Jets guy, plus 200. Big cock Brock Purdy coming in at plus 400. And then you get into the weird Kenny Pickett plus 1,600, Christian Watson mm -hmm. plus 2,500, and Chris Olave at plus three grand. So it looks like we're between Walker, Wilson, 
and Purdy. This is probably the worst offensive rookie of the year awards options in a while for that sure. I remember. Kenneth Walker feels like he's going to potentially win this based on the fact that no one else has stepped up to the plate, but he hasn't really produced that well in a while. I, I think there's a chance that they get the one seed. I think that Purdy has like a legitimate claim. This is a quarterback award. What do you think? That's what I think too. I think that there's still value on Purdy too, because I think that they would, they win a playoff game and this number is not going to look like that. Um, he probably is the, I don't know. All these guys have really tapered off. And from what we've seen from Purdy, like he hasn't demonstrated that um, you could just, Give Brian Robinson it for getting shot, and since he's not going to win Comeback Player of the Year, but that's plus three grand. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think Purdy is the most like if you want to still find value on this, I would do it before playoffs start, and that's the direction I would go. If not, I probably would give it to Wilson over Walker, but I don't like. I I don't feel strongly either way. I I feel like I want to vote for Brocker, and even like. Yeah, they're not scoring a ton of points, but I, I like the moxie on Kenny Pickett. I gotta tell you. The guy yeah. the guy comes to play. He's a player. Yeah, it, you're not you're not wrong. And I mean, yeah, it's just it was already a weird quarterback class too entering the year. And I think that kind of made this award even weirder <laughs> too. Um, but yeah, I think the value is on Purdy ultimately. All right, I am with you there. Let's get to the last award that we want to talk about, which is gonna be comeback player of the year. I'm going to guess that you have some strong takes on this one, so I'm just going to get out of the way after I read the odds. Christian yeah. McCaffrey plus 175, Geno Smith plus 175, Saquon Barkley plus 225, and that's pretty much it. Um, I will hand the floor off to you because yeah. I assume that this will be a Saquon. No, it's not. Okay. I don't. This is another one. Like I kind of feel the same way about this award that I feel about Offensive Player of the Year, where I don't feel really strongly in any direction. Um, if you're going like on, like, what are we basing this off of? This award needs more clarity is from the start is the problem. Like, is it coming back from adversity? Is it coming back from an injury? How serious is the injury? Like, how are we doing this? Is it an ill? Like we need to, we need a little bit more clarity into this. I have no idea. Um, I have a futures bet on Barkley from before the season. I, I don't know. I don't see Barkley winning this for some reason. I think that CMC makes the most sense, but they're probably going to give it to Gino. But if you give it to Gino, it's like Goff also came back. Like, what are what are we doing here? And do not bet on Nick Gates while his story is unbelievable. That is bait by the books. Like, they're putting that there, like, plus 4,000. It's absolute bait to take it. His story is lovely, but – and I love him, but no. <laughs> The Gino part is interesting, and I think that we've had this debate before, but we'll close it out here. Can you be comeback player of the year if you're not really coming back from anything? Are you just a guy who was a random dude in the NFL for eight years, and then you pop on the scene, you get with the right team, the right coach, and you have a great season? Uh, is that really a comeback player of the year, or is it someone that comes back from an injury, like a McCaffrey or a Barkley? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh McCaffrey versus Barkley, I probably lean McCaffrey just because he switched teams and picking up that new role on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really difficult transition, especially coming back from injury. But if you want to give it to Barkley, I don't care. I, I think that this award ultimately goes to Geno, especially if they mm-hmm. make this playoff spot and beat the Rams uh, and the Packers lose. So 
I'm probably betting on Gino plus 175, but I, I think the argument is worth it of whether or not yeah. he should be comeback player of the year given his story. This has happened before. Did Tannehill win this or am I crazy? I feel like when he took over from Mariota, it feels like it's I feel like he did, but I don't know if he had an injury that that also was part of it. Like, it's just weird. And also, like, I love Gino and I applaud everything that he did this season. But, um, yeah, this award is a little fishy. I think that it makes the most sense to give it to Gino. Um, but, hey, right. maybe, maybe Goff will take him to the promised land and we can give it to Goff. God, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> All right, we're going to quickly run through our playoff predictions heading into Week 18, how we foresee Week 18 playing out. I'll start off. I'm going to start in the NFC here. First seed, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. I do think that there's a chance that the Giants, even with their backups at plus 14, upset the Eagles this week and knock them out of the one seed. I think it would be absolutely hilarious, but I'm going to stick with the Eagles at the one seed for now. San Francisco gets the two. Minnesota gets the three. Tampa locked in for that four seed. Dallas at the five. Giants at the six. And then I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to slip in to that seventh seed, which means we'll see later. But I, I think that the Seahawks have another thing coming for them in week 18. What, how do you see the NFC playing out? Yeah, I actually have it going exactly the way that you have it going. Um, I think that while we might get maybe a little bit of a surprise in the AFC. I think that this is getting scripted out very well to one go in Aaron Rodgers favor, which the NFL wants. Um, and I think that, you know, one, I'm happy because the Giants are to play the Vikings. So I'm fine with that. I don't know that that Dallas, I don't know about this Eagles Giants game. We'll talk about that later, but I'm with you across the board as far as the NFC goes. All right, let's move over to the AFC. And obviously this picture is a little bit muddied and clouded because we don't know how the NFL is going to judge the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. My guess, based on the schedule and kind of listening to Joe Burrow's comments yesterday, I believe that they're going to end up calling this game a no contest, which means that they will Mm -hmm. decide the playoffs based on a win percentage, which changes the math a little bit and makes it really hard for Cincinnati to be able to jump into the top two seeds. So... I'm going to go based on what I think that's going to be, that it's going to be a no contest, which means that we are going to get Kansas City beating the Raiders for the number one seed, Buffalo at the number two, Cincinnati at the number three seed. Number four is interesting. Obviously, this is the winner of Tennessee and Jacksonville, and I think that Tennessee might win this game outright. So I'm going to take Tennessee to be the number four seed here which means the Chargers are going to be able to see what happens on Saturday night. And if they see four seed is Tennessee, the Chargers are going to play all of their guys in Denver, try to get this win to ensure the five seed. So I'm going to take the Chargers at five, which puts Baltimore at six. And then the seventh seed gets interesting and dicey. New England, Miami, and Pittsburgh are all in it. However, if they all lose and Jacksonville also loses to Tennessee. No. Jacksonville would be in above New England, Miami, and Pittsburgh. I think that scenario is wildly intriguing and interesting, yeah. and we end up might end up putting that into a parlay later in the show. However, for the purposes of this, I'm going to say that New England is able to slip into this seed because I just think that there's a chance that they end up winning this game. I do not believe that Miami has a great chance of winning against the Jets, so I'm going to take them out. Pittsburgh, 
One of my upset specials of the week is I think that Cleveland comes in and wins that mm-hmm. game. I'm glad that we're on the same page here. Jacksonville loses, so they would get in if New England loses, but I think that New England wins this weekend. So I'm going to take New England as a 17. Yes, I'm with you. And I think it is spicy. We'll probably talk about it later. I think it is spicy that Jacksonville does. Like I think people are forgetting there's still this chance. Like That doesn't mean Jacksonville is completely out. Some things have to go their way. Um, I could definitely see that happening. But I am with you on New England. I think that Bill Belichick sneaks, sneaks his weasels his way right on in. I I just want to put together the ultimate like loser AFC parlay, which yeah. is New England, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville all lose. Some of those lines not available everywhere because we're kind of waiting on this Buffalo situation. But New England, Miami, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, basically anti money lines. So bet on all the other teams. Spicy. Spicy. Yeah, I love it. I wonder what that number that number will probably be nice too. It would definitely be pretty big. All right. Um let's get to what we've been doing great at recently. The Saturday parlay for NFL week 18. We have two games, so both Steph and I are gonna pick one bet from each game, put it together into a parlay. Steph, why don't you kick us off on whatever game you want to start on? Sure. We'll start with the Kansas City game. I like Mr. Stidham. He ha- he plays with what we call big dick energy. I think that he can cover this game. He is part of my science experiment. Uh, the Raiders are 4-2 and two against the spread as underdogs. Kansas City is not covering. Like, they're just not doing it all season. We've seen them do this. Um, I, I, am, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about the Raiders. I think they looked they looked. Good last week. It was probably the most functional we've seen their offense. They lost to the 49ers 30 to 29, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I like them to cover that nine and a half. All right. So we're going to get the nine and a half in there. I will start off on the same game. I have bet this over three different times already. I bet it, I bet it 40. No, I bet it 50, 51, and now 52. It's a 52 and a half for the purposes of our parlay. Fucking send it. Let's go. I'm taking the over as well. I'll take the over 52 and a half. So our first two legs, we're going to take the Raiders plus nine and a half. And we're going to take the over 52 and a half. Now let's get to the other game, which is Tennessee-Jacksonville. The spiciest game on the board. What do you want to take? You want to do Tennessee plus six? Or are we going to fucking send it to the moon and do the money line? We're sending it to the moon and we're taking the money line. Um, I get it. And I... Listen, I like Vrabel in this situation. I like that they that Jacksonville got a little bone on a short week. I like that Dobbs looks like they might have a little functionality there with the passing game. How do you beat Jacksonville? You have to start passing the ball. Um, I like that Jacksonville is not great against tight ends this year. Tennessee has found themselves a very nice rookie tight end. Um, and I, you know what? Tennessee is on a drought and it's time. And they're gonna they're gonna sneak in and then they're gonna get absolutely throttled the first round. Like it is gonna be a bloodbath, but uh I'm all for Tennessee this week. So Tennessee wins this week outright, and then the Chargers take him to the woodshed next weekend in Tennessee. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Should be interesting. I will take the under 40 in that game. I think if Tennessee is going to keep it close, it's going to have to be on their defensive line and their defense to be able to stop Jacksonville because we know that Joshua Dobbs and Tennessee is not going to put up a lot of points in this game. I'm going to call it. Let's go Tennessee 20, Jacksonville 17. 
the outright win and the under, which means that our four picks for our Saturday parlay are the Tennessee Titans plus 220, the under 40, the Raiders plus nine and a half, and the over 52 and a half in that game, $100 to win 2,126. Let's fucking Love go it. our Saturday NFL Week 18 parlay. You like it? I like it a lot. All right, let's get to our Sunday NFL Week 18 <laughs> parlay. We're going to do three picks each for this one put together and send this shit to the fucking moon. Last time this season, we got to do this for a regular week. Steph, kick us off where we start. Okay. We're starting with that Cleveland, that Cleveland Pittsburgh game. I actually like two things in this game. And I'm 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 willing to double down on one game. I like Cleveland minus, I like Cleveland plus two and a half. I think that Cleveland can spoil another week in a row in a row. I think that Tomlin, I get it. We all want him to sneak into the playoffs, but unfortunately, some things have to come to an end. This is a trend that's gonna have to come to an end. They had a very applaudable season. Love it. Um that 40 and a half, though, I like that to go under. Pittsburgh has won five of their last seven, and they held their opponents to 15 points per game over that span. Their defense is on fire right now. Uh, Cleveland's offense hasn't looked, you know, nothing special out of either of these. And uh, another fun fact, Cleveland, if they win, it'll be the first time they've swept the season series since 1988. Ooh. I love things coming to an end. It's very dark, but like I, it's trends gotta end, and the, the trends <laughs> are ending. This is the trend ending game. I love things coming to an end. It's very dark. What a line! I love it. What a way to start the parlay off. A double down on the Cleveland Browns, the under forty and a half, and the plus two and a half. I'm gonna start off, and in honor of our new product, Spicy Slips, I'm getting super fucking spicy in Week oh. 18. Here's the number one bet on the board. You already know where I'm going. The Los Angeles Rams money line plus 220. The NFL is going to do whatever it has to do to fuck over the Seattle Seahawks. They want Lions versus Packers on Sunday Night Football to be for all the fucking seven seed marbles in the NFC, which means the Rams come in here as a divisional dog into Seattle. Seattle's off of a win. They look great against the Jets. The Rams, meanwhile, look like absolute doggy poo-poo against the Los Angeles Chargers. Here comes Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield, and I'm telling you, they're going to win this game outright in Seattle. So we're going to take the Rams plus 220 in Seattle as the third pick on the board for our Sunday parlay. Baker Mayfield Super Bowl this weekend, book it. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw one more in here before I jump back to you. Cool. We are going to take – so this one – you know what? Screw it. Let's let's put an easy one on the board because I just want super spicy. Let's take Green Bay Packers minus 225 on the money line to right. advance. I just got to do it. We'll talk about the Lions and Packers in a little bit. I do think the Lions at plus four and a half is an interesting piece, but I just can't see Aaron Rodgers at home losing to this Detroit Lions team if there's a playoff spot on the line. Yes, I know that they've lost in the playoffs a lot at home over the years, but this is the Lions. This is still the NFC North. This is still Aaron Rodgers. I think they get it done. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that one a lot. All right, let's see. Could go a couple of different ways here. I know you're going to hate a few of these, so I'll give you some options for, for a couple of directions we could go. Okay. Tampa Bay. I am so sick of talking about them. Like, I cannot – 
I cannot tell you how excited I will be if they like lose the first round of the playoffs. Like I genuinely, like I just am tired of talking about this team that has not played well. Um, Brady is, I mean, he's lucky to have even won the NFC South at this point. Uh, they need to preserve health because they're not a dominant team. I don't know that they're going to be playing a lot of starters here. Atlanta is just doing their thing. It doesn't really matter. So we could either take the, the minus four, which I don't really love because that's numbers weird, or we could just take Atlanta money line. What do you think? Uh, I would take Atlanta money line. I anticipate that the Bucks are not really going to play anybody, so it's probably going to be Blaine Gabbert or uh, who's the who's the random quarterback they drafted this year? This year or last year, Trask? Last, last year, Trask, yeah. Is he even on the team anymore? I don't think so. Okay, so I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, if he is, sorry, sorry, Kyle Trask. Um, what are the other options? All right, we have to put an NFC East game in there. Okay, it's just a thing that we have to do. Uh, we do it every week, almost at this point. Dallas Washington is so interesting to me. That total is low, and I feel like this could end up turning into a stupid divisional game that gets a little sloppy. I'm tempted to take the over there. I'm okay if you don't want to. Can Howell get the cover? I don't know which one I trust more. Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see Sam Howell play. Like, any, give me anything other than Heineke and Wentz. I'm pumped. Then you can look at the Giants game, Giants-Philly game. I think the Giants can cover the, the two touchdowns. Why not? I, I think that, yes, uh, everyone thinks that they're going to bench their players. I do not think they're going to do that. I think, do they end up pulling Danny towards the end? Maybe. Um I like, I just like this game to, I mean, this, what's the total at? I'm talking myself uh, through it now. Four, four, 43. Mm, I don't really like that. I lied. So I want to do something for one of those two games. You tell me what you're thinking. I think the Giants are going to cover the plus 14, but for the purposes of the Sunday NFL week 18 parlay, I think the spicy fun bet is to get the slot fest over in Washington versus Dallas. So I kind of want to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. And I went back and I was looking at a bunch of like, game totals from years these divisional games they they end up being close and really high a lot of them so uh in good nfc east form probably all four of these teams are just going to beat the shit out of each other uh commanders unfortunately are doing it for absolutely no reason but i think it would be a nice uh kiss my ass if the giants were able to pull out a nice performance here after their their shitty performance a couple weeks ago all right perfect so we're gonna do the Dallas Washington over 41 Woo. Sam Howell science experiment. Let's fucking go, baby. Um, I actually kind of like Washington plus seven and a half in that game as well as a sneaky science experiment piece. Yeah. Um, last one that I'm going to get in here for Sunday. Let's get real fucking gross and let's do exactly what Houston and Indianapolis should not do. Houston, <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> <laughs> You should definitely do that. Look, I think that Houston's going to come out here and try and compete in this game, which doesn't make any sense. They should lose and get the number one seed and lock that up. Indianapolis, for other reasons, should want to lose this game. It makes no sense for them to win. They don't even know who the hell is starting a quarterback for them. It's going to be Sam Ellinger, I guess. Gross. There's no reason that I should bet on Indianapolis in this game. That's why I got to do it. Indianapolis minus 145. It's really cute. It's like, 
it's like uh, playing with someone your own age. Like they haven't been able to do that all season. Now they get to yeah. do it, uh, and they're going to be able to just battle it out at an age appropriate uh, contest. <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, I'm allowed to play mom? with this friend. Okay, cool. Let's fucking go. Fourth and one. Jeff Saturday comes off the. I can't. It's just too much. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to put in Indianapolis. Let me get this together. Uh, all right. So our our six picks. Sunday NFL Week 18 parlay, Rams plus 220 money line, Green Bay Packers minus 220 money line, Cleveland Browns plus two and a half, the Browns and Steelers under 40 and a half, the Colts minus 145, and the Cowboys Commanders over 41, betting $100 to win $5,334. Oh, let it ride. Yes. Let's do it. And just like I did last week, I'm placing this live right now. Let's get that in. No chance I'm going to lose that on the board. All right. We have our NFL Week 18 parlay. We have the Saturday parlay. Now, last game on the board for NFL Week 18 and of the NFL regular season, the Lions plus four and a half at the Green Bay Packers. What do we think about this game? One, are you with me that you think this is actually going to be for the seventh seed and the Seahawks lose? And then two, what do you think about the Lions plus four and a half in this game? Yeah, the NFL didn't confidently put this game on Sunday very adamantly and immediately for no reason. They're not going to have a game uh, be played out if it's it's for nothing. So I absolutely think that that's going to be the case. Seattle, very nice season that you had. Everyone expected you, including myself, who had your win total under, uh, to not have a good season. I think this game, though... <laughs> Detroit is annoying, man, and they're going to stay annoying. And I think that this game, it's going to be tough. This, I think this looks more like a field goal game. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think that Detroit plus four and a half is a good bet in this situation. And I think that the total of 49 is egregiously high. So I like the under 49. I like the plus four and a half on Detroit. I think Green Bay comes out and wins this game. But I think it's going to be close. I think the Lions' first half money line, if you want to do that, get a little spicy. I think that there's a chance that that happens. But we know what it's like to see the Jared Goff experience outdoors in December. It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. So I'm taking the under. I think the Packers win 23-20. I like that. And also, like at some point, these Green Bay Packers had a five-game losing streak, including an L to the Lions. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers have been on top of this division. They have lost the division already. Now they have to literally give it their all to sneak into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, these are the times that guys like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, this is when they play the way that we expect them to all season, uh, but they can bring it out, and I think that he'll put on a nice show for us. It's exactly what you saw last week with Tom Brady against the Carolina Panthers. They're down 10 in that game. They need a win to clinch the division. Mm -hmm. And you know what he does? He turns into Tom Brady. He gets it done. He finds finds Mike Evans, throws for 200. What? Brady threw for like 420 yards and four touchdowns last week? Yeah. Like That's what these guys are built to do. When the situation calls for them to be great, they're great. And I think that Rodgers will do that as well on Sunday Night Football, so I'm completely with you. So our bets for Sunday Night Football, we're going to do the Lions plus four and a half, Green Bay minus 225 money line, or do the under 49. Love it. And then are there any other player props that you're looking at? I do want to do exact score 
24-21 and 23-20, because I think those are the two most likely scores in this game. I like that. Um, I also, I haven't looked yet, but I absolutely in this game, I promise everyone, I this will be a interception by both quarterback game. Goff is throwing one and Aaron Rodgers is throwing one. Um, so that will be something I'm looking at. I don't know. Watson, has he been the last couple of weeks a little bit quieter? Maybe look at what his yeah. odds look like. Um, but it's probably going to be freezing. De- DeAndre Swift. Oh, did everyone see the resurrection of DeAndre Swift? Thank you, sir. We all needed you all fucking season. Thank you for showing up uh, at the end here. So I probably look at what his yards are. I would imagine that that line is probably set way too low since he really has not done much. So that's probably something to look at as well. I'm actually going to take the other angle on this to close it out. Because DeAndre Swift looked so good last last week, I think that maybe Jamal Williams a little oh. undervalued. Incentive. Anytime touchdown? Incentives, yeah. He just needs six yards, right? Is it six? Yeah, it I think six, it's six yards. To hit his incentive, and he makes another, like, 250K. I'm all in. I love that. All right, Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown yeah. to get his 250K. Woo. I love that. All right. That does it for Gambling with Gold, NFL Week 18, episode number 136. Steph, it has been a pleasure doing this podcast with you all season. I will see you in the playoffs. Keep it spicy. Let's win some bets this weekend, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Peace.